0: Ted Mormon, and you're listening to the Lake Forest Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and politics. My name is Pete, and I'm joined with the voice of the Lake Forest Scouts football and basketball. Scoo Walker, how you doing, Scoo?
2: Good, Pete. How are you? Couple oh, more days. The couple big guy more days.
1: Hopefully he doesn't get stuck in a chimney like me. Hey, we got We got We got a special guest today, Ted Mormon, longtime District One Fifteen School Board member and part of last year's "Let's Do Better" campaign. But before we get to Ted, we got to sponsor of the show, Shark Eye Beach Fishing. They're the premier South Florida beach fishing experience on a longboat, Key, Florida. That's by Tampa Scoo. They're world-renowned captains not only put you on the fish, but they'll help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on Facebook or at SharkGuyBeachFishing.com to schedule an outing. Shark Guy is your guy for your next wow. charter. Like that. you the Shark Guy? Who's the Shark I am Guy? Not, I'm not the Shark Guy. You no. have to go to SharkGuy.com and figure it out. We'd also like to thank our Patreon supporters, Reverend Lou Back. From the Church of the Holy Spirit, Matt A, Elizabeth B, Costa, Lance, and Domo Origato Otto. Regato. I think he's our favorite. Ted Mormon, welcome to the show, my friend. Please give us your background for the new people who have just moved into town.
0: Well, thank you, uh, Pete and Scoo. Good seeing you again. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah, you know, I was uh, born and raised in Lake Forest. Went through Lake Forest Public Schools. Uh, graduated with the uh, school's wife actually in nineteen. 19- oh! 19- for a month. Whoa! Oh. No,
2: whoa! <laughs> we'll the aging people here. We'll edit that on post when she's listening, us. Okay, I won't, I won't say a, a,
0: a while ago. <laughs>
1: nothing. Nothing to see here, Pam. <laughs>
0: Continue, we're, we're, we're all good and went off to the uh, university of illinois then joined the air force and flew airplanes for 25 years with them joined the united airlines and flew for, the, for them for uh 25 years and obviously i'm not that old so i was doing both at the same time as a reservist and a united pilot. uh live in lake forest and uh i'm glad to hear about our sponsor in longboat, because actually we have a house on Minnesota Key, which is just down the road a little bit. We're going to have to oh. check them out.
1: Oh, that's right. Tom school sent you. No, better yet, Tom <laughs> Pam Pam sent you over.
2: So, so, t- so I, I'll so, do
1: that. <laughs> so, Ted, number one, thank you for your service. Number number two, is it true you survived a plane crash? What is the story behind that? If it is true,
0: that is true. Um, I quit flying in 2006 because uh, I was a passenger on an airplane going to Iraq. Somebody else was flying the airplane from Dover to uh, Spain. And then I was gonna fly the plane um, from Spain down to Baghdad. Uh, We didn't make it that far because, um, you know, we crashed shortly after departure from Dover, the Air Force Base had um, Fortunately, 18 people on board, everyone survived and uh, I, I I'd like to say I walked away, but actually I was airlifted away and a spinal cord injury as a result, so I uh, but I'm happy to be alive and uh, you know, so I'm back man. with you. Yeah. So Ted well, glad,
1: glad you're here. Yeah, you are a survivor, man. Seriously, thank you for your service, Ted. Glad, glad you're here, man so so ted you're a real estate guy too huh uh
0: yeah actually um when i ended up with more free time when i wasn't flying um, you know i had always been dabbling in real estate buying houses and you know turning around and leasing so got a n- number of houses in lake forest and lake bluff and actually also down in uh, like i said Minnesota key that we rent as well. Uh, you know, Gulf Front, uh, beautiful living down there. And like I said, we come back now for the holidays to be with the kids and grandkids. And, uh, but I think more and more we're becoming Floridians. And Six,
1: six months in a day, right, work. Dad? Pardon me? <laughs> six months in a that's day? A,
0: <laughs> see, that's a fact.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you got proof. Everyone's <laughs> becoming Floridians.
0: Yeah, it, well, it's, uh, it's really so different down there. You know, we just flew back and, uh, you know, Susan, my wife, sent me to Sunset to pick some stuff up. And I walk in the store and everybody's looking at me and I realize everybody's got a mask on except me. Because in Florida, you don't yep. wear masks and uh, th- there doesn't seem to be a problem. And all of a sudden I'm realized, Oh my! You know I'm a pariah. so I Had to go to the service desk and get a mask, and then they let me into the enclave of some type of food.
1: So, so Ted, speaking of pariah, my first experience with you was a matter uh, a member of the uh, Let's Do Better campaign when I was on the caucus. the caucus. You were the you were the evil doers. Oh
0: yeah, let um. Let me tell you about it. Yeah, when you <laughs> go against. Caucus, you take your life in your own hands.
2: Ted, Ted's <laughs> a veteran of that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it, it, I, you know, I, I first ran. Um,
1: well, well, first of all, you were on the school board 115 for eight years, right? You, you did the. Correct. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thank you. As a thank you.
1: Thank you You're for welcome. that. And, and then thank you for staying awake for all the meetings.
0: Well, yeah. Well, now it's uh, even worse. Everybody's sitting there wearing masks. And, um, like I said, in, uh, Florida, you get used to not wearing a mask and, you know, breathing yeah, yeah. pressure. Um, so,
1: so, so how did that work out? Because when you, uh, the let's do better, I think I was just one year into the caucus. I didn't know any better. I, you know, they asked me to pony up some money to put in the, uh, sign making funds. And, uh, you know, you, you guys and Lori Fitzgerald were the, you know, the, the dark force the evil doers over there we had to fight you and i'm like wait a minute this dude's a, a vet and he's and he did the school board for for eight years how how can this guy be so bad what uh what was going on back then what should i have known
0: well actually when we started the beginning okay um, go when i first ran in um i guess 2012 uh, against the caucus and uh, yeah i was the uh, the dark horse and, uh, knocked off the caucus candidates which they were not happy with um but they threw everything at me including the kitchen sink i don't know if you know but i was sued and um had racked up a almost quarter million dollars in legal fees from the uh, one of the caucus uh, supported candidates or not candidates but board members um they didn't like what i had to say but after a quarter million dollars spent in court uh, by the way i won the case um it was just basically harassment um Wait,
1: what the hell and, did you say or you can't say
0: well no i just said one of um you know when they did the um renovation of the high school the first time uh there were two people on the committee that were you know the selection committee for the contractor. And one person begged off because she didn't like uh, what was going on. So it ended up being a committee of one, and it just so happened her family's uh, business won the contract. But they didn't win it at first; uh, they weren't low bidder, low qualified bidder. And then they it. Um, stopped it and then reopened the contracts. And uh, surprisingly, the, that business. Uh, came in just a few dollars underneath. So what was you know, the, what was the uh,
2: first? Re- what was that renovation for? Uh,
0: yeah. Just for the height, you know, putting in the, the glass cubes, and uh, you know, yeah. basically when they did, um, it was about you know the fifty million dollar renovation, which right. uh, did some stuff, but it left left a lot of necessary life safety stuff undone. So I kind of attacked him on it, and um, anyway, so oh, I was got good. it, got it. went on for two years and I won and the person that was suing me never showed up in court once but the family also has a law firm in the city so I'll leave it at that
2: sure I don't want to get sued
0: again yeah
2: it it keeps sounding like I wonder if those board members are still there because it sure sounds like them
0: no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope, nope. oh, I'm uh, sorry. They're they're all off the board. No.
1: Okay, okay.
0: <laughs> but a, a anyway, the content, theme.
1: <laughs> that, that, the last name is spelled W A L K E R.
0: I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. I prefer to be anonymous. <laughs> <point>. oh,
2: okay. <laughs> we Ted, we feel like be anonymous too, but there's so many people that listen that we don't know enough. So but they, but, 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 but they, <laughs> they say they
1: don't listen. <laughs>
2: they don't listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's good like you, I, Pam.
0: You know, we're all kind of been around here forever, so right. You know, we know the known. real deal. Yeah. yeah. Well, and um you know, I I ran for the board because, um, like said, after my accident, I you know I had a little more free time on my hands, and uh, I you know I I didn't like what was going on. It's school so i I had two choices either just sit around like most people and bitch about it or do something so i i was uh stupid and decided to run against you know uh i should say for the school board not against anything
2: so ted what that that's uh you know obviously you know this we all know this now that's a no-no to run against the caucus but what was all entailed in your process to do that
0: Well, a a lot of research. And at that time, uh, since it was a contested election, um, the League of Women Voters decided to have a meet the candidates thing at uh, Lake Forest Library. And, um, you know, I was all uh, boned up. I knew all all the details and the facts and, you know, it's just, it kind of shone through that I knew what I was talking about. And the, one of the people I knocked off was uh, kind of clueless. And I shouldn't put it that way. Just what hadn't researched, didn't really know what the uh, issues were that were important you know, in the uh, operation of the high school. So, um, Got it. Yeah.
2: And you're one of the few that have run up against the caucus and won a spot. Yeah. yeah and so. i
0: you know running against the caucus is not for the faint of heart so i'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a, that much um so anyway, then the second term uh the caucus said yeah you, know, you know their feeling was you know, um if you can beat them you might as well join them and they asked me to run under the caucus banner which which i did which is kind of funny and um that's, and that's that,
2: hilarious <laughs> you're, yeah, you're good so, enough now ted you're good enough now yeah well yeah they, you're, they you're the like antichrist the... a couple of years ago now you're great <laughs> yeah
0: now i'm one of them and i thought like, well yeah 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 i don't care i mean i'm doing this to, to the betterment of the community not i right. didn't really care much and you know i i didn't think much of the caucus only because four years prior they beat me up pretty bad right but um And it was interesting because then when I ran again, under the caucus banner, I was number one vote getter. (laughs) And then when I became the pariah again in the last election, um, (laughs) you know, I was the bottom vote getter because they threw everything at me. You know, I was accused of being a pervert and a pedophile and, you know, following kids on social media, which as you saw me getting on your call, I'm um, I mean, pretty <laughs> inept, and uh, I don't do social media, so, you um <laughs> and, you know, they did everything else, you know, my emails, my school emails for the last four years were void, and, you know, they were just looking to dissect and, uh, you know, tear me apart, and, uh, yeah, oh, the interesting thing is, if you run against the caucus, they say you're you're unvetted, and, you know, then they, um you're an unknown quantity. Well, it turns out they did two background checks on me uh, when I first ran and, to, you know, did dig up dirt. Fortunately, huh. I'm, I was pretty clean. So uh, the the one thing they did come up with is that it, they said I lied and uh, was a Phi Beta Kappa scholar at um, University of Illinois. And that was my mistake. I said I was, but I wasn't, it was actually I was a 5 beta Captain and scholar at Cal State uh, when I got my MBA. So it was actually a higher level. Hey, shame on you, Ted. <laughs> yeah. So when I pointed that out, then they it got quiet again.
1: You know, it'd be interesting if they did background checks on the executive board of the caucus. I wonder what you would find.
2: I'm just gonna. Um, i was just gonna say that they do. Stuff. They do more um, vetting on a candidate that's, that's running against the caucus and they will- Well, vet. yeah,
0: the anti-candidate. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. They, do, they do less vetting of people to get on the caucus committee as well as the candidates. <laughs> as long as yeah. you agree with the yeah, I,
0: I would tend to agree with that. It's
2: unbelievable. And then they spend our money to do that.
0: Yeah, well, you know, part of the caucus, um, Pete, as you probably saw, um, you know, the committee of 40 um, and, you know, that makes up the caucus. And, and the interesting thing is, according to the caucus, we're all members of the caucus. Because, you know, you're a resident, so you get to be a member right. until you decide to run against their <laughs> chosen. But then all of a sudden you're, you know, the evil. enemy that must be vilified. Evil. Yeah, well, evil I've, is a good...
2: I've always said if you're going to run against a caucus, you have to be uh, well adept at what you're running for. And uh, obviously, Ted, you were. But for people thinking, you know, now maybe I want to run against them. What What do you think, Ted? They need to do? Get Let's thirty grand together. Well, I'm yeah, trying it, to get it at well, there. It what is money What's the because, all cost?
0: Um, well, out of out of pocket, um, when I first ran, it was about five thousand, and I was never comfortable raising money, so I raised about twenty five hundred and then ponied up the rest on my own. Because to me, it was easier to pay for it than, you know, grovel and ask other people for money, you know, just, um, I guess I'm not a really good politician, but you know, I just like in the military, you just want to get things done. Yeah. So, you know, that, that was the goal. My goal wasn't to raise money and build a, you know, uh, some sort of team to go against the caucus. But again, um, caucus is, uh, We're all members until you step outside, and then all of a sudden you are public enemy number one. Um, Like I said,
2: or um, (laughs) your (laughs) piano. Well, but
0: again, seriously, you know the people I ran with in the last last election were all good people, and all would have. I think the school board would be better uh, served with uh, at least some of them getting on because every one of them was a smart person and one of the problems with um i i found even on the school board and nothing against my fellow board members because some of them like dave and uh tom Nemicus and um we all good but you know the board consistently was slammed by the admin with you know last minute packs that we had to vote on in two minutes without doing any research and you know, that was basically the standard, you know, uh, admin recommends board approves. And you see that yeah. in the meeting, you know, there's no dissent. you know, very little conversation because actually all the uh, decisions are made in the executive section before the board meeting. So the board meeting is really more, um, I'd say fluff, but yeah, it's just kind of uh, here's what we're, we're approving it everything because nothing um, gets disapproved, you know, in the open meeting, uh, you know, so, you know, I I wish there was more debate and that we had a better process for, um, you know, vetting issues before we had to vote on them, I think would be my biggest uh, complaint. And uh, maybe they fixed it. I don't know because now I'm, now I'm, like everybody else on the outside and cold, so don't know what's going on anymore. So
2: I'm not going to well,
0: anyone. I'm just going you, you, you,
2: you, you
1: can run again, right? I know you did your full mm-hmm. eight years, but
0: well, I could, but uh, I'm going to be a Floridian, so
2: yeah. I'm not
0: a. Re- I am not will not be a resident.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, so maybe I'll do. I'll a, a, you know go be a muckraker down in Florida.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Ted, you were uh, a couple months ago when they had all those crazy school board meetings and they canceled one and all that. Do you think the board handled that the right way?
0: Uh, no, shutting down the meeting is not the right thing. <laughs> I think you need to let people talk and, um, you know, open it, let them vent. It, and, you know, if they have a legitimate issue, it should be heard. And, you know, like Forrest, uh, I went to the next board meeting after that. Uh, fiasco and it was interesting because I was there to um thank the board and especially the superintendent because the, you know the I'm also with the American Legion and we put up um a flagpole and an American flag in the back of Deerpath uh, Deer Path School so we had a ceremony and I, I was just going in to thank them and I was kind of surprised to see I think there were four officers standing in the background and it's like, this is like forest, you know, you know and you know, they have uh, armed protection for the board. I thought was a, a little bit on the silly side. Well, so I, I do like I, I,
2: I just thought they had, uh, you know, at least my opinion on when it's given the time for the public to speak. I mean, aren't the board members supposed to just zip it and not say anything and just let them speak on the next agenda um, item?
0: It, it seems like exactly, they're taunting
2: them more than anything.
0: Yeah. It's not supposed to be a back and forth dialogue. It's, right. You know, people get, you know, during public comment. uh when they're timing up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, you, you, you have it exactly right. We're not supposed to respond. It's a, a chance for the community to, uh, you know, speak their piece. And if they bring up good issues, then we'll take it under advisement. That's the way it's yeah, just, supposed to I go.
2: Just, I just thought if they would have just kept quiet, it, the public would have spoke, they would have gone to the next thing, but it just this back and forth, people just started getting more heated and more heated and it got, you know, I kind of blame the board yeah. for that. <laughs>
0: they all, and, uh, rightly so. Like I said, the board's not supposed to respond. It's uh, the community right. opportunity to speak, and it's not supposed to be a back and forth. You know, So um, And I think, uh, like you said, you know, everybody should have had a chance to uh, say their piece and and then probably go on their way. Right.
1: Well, people are pissed, uh, these people that are getting on the school boards. uh, And it gets down to the caucus and the selection process. What who oversees the caucus, Ted? Like what? It's a private entity. But, you know, the mayor receives these selections to approve but if there's no repercussions for their actions, uh, should there be oversight?
0: I, I I feel there should be because when you when like you just said, I think it's the executive board, you know, five people who you know make the decisions and um, you know recommend to the rest of the caucus. It's like here here's what we've decided on, and here's people we're putting forth, and you know, you talk about like. City Council, you know, uh, they, they get elected. You know, the aldermen, same thing. But most of the boards and commissions are appointed positions. The, the only ones that aren't, City Council and the two school boards, everybody else is appointed. And, you know, I'll point out that office appointed um, representatives have done some really bad things over the years. You know, you know, it's like when Bob Kyler was uh, charged with a crime for um, funneling 200000 to a lobby firm, um, you know, the city wasn't involved in that at all. That was the state's attorney's office uh, through, you know, Waukegan, and then after um, it was all said and done, the city council voted to pay his legal fees and he got to retire with this nice quarter million dollar retirement salary you know things like that are you know it, it's we weren't involved in uh, we shouldn't use taxpayer money to make him whole because he did do wrong you know and uh you, you know the people in the fourth ward didn't want the third rail uh you know set a rail track which that he He was pushing, and some business people were pushing because they were hoping to get an Amtrak stop in uh Westlake Forest, but the uh, people in the fourth Ward did not want it and opposed it vehemently, and then to find out they were paying for a lobby firm to push it it you know it's kind of reeks and, and that's where you know any organization that is kind of a closed organization which the caucus is. I mean, like I said, you got to um, uh, have a tough skin to run against the caucus because they will try to bury you.
2: Well, it's yeah, it, and they really should. I mean, if, if no, they
0: you should, know, It should be. I mean, if,
2: if if there's a contested election, I always kind of have said that that's a frailty of the caucus, since everyone in the city is a member of the caucus. If someone's running opposed to the caucus election, then that process was broken somewhere along the line where they didn't right. interview well, that, that person point. or bring them in and get them a fair shake
0: yeah well that's the thing i think the caucus does good in getting volunteers and you know because there are a lot of boards and commissions
2: uh you know like
0: the library board and you know um all the other boards that if you can't sleep at night you watch channel 18 and get to see um you know the various commissions run through their <laughs> meetings, such as you know preservation and uh, building, you know building review. But um, and again, the caucus does a great job of finding people, uh, vetting them, and nominating them to be on boards. But I think it should stop there. They shouldn't become a political arm, and that's what they do, um, because um, Pete, as you know. When they uh, decide on their candidates, and then it gets contested, uh, all 40 people in the uh, caucus are supposed to get 40 people, in which you know 1,600 people to vote for the caucus candidate to, you know, freeze out the interlopers. And really, most of our election um, winning candidates have around 1,600 votes. So that's what it was in the school board so basically they try to uh, jam through their candidate and they also have these snowbird addresses for the uh, all the elderly snowbirds that are down in Florida who vote remotely and you know they just they're told hey vote for the caucus candidate the other people are scary <laughs> and like i said the four people that ran on the let's do better were all really good people and solid citizens of uh the community, and they didn't deserve the uh, the trashing they got. But,
1: so, Ted, who do you think's running the caucus? Because it's the president comes from being the past vice president. Is there something besides right.
0: Yeah, it's just a chain. Be- they all move up, and uh, yeah, they take their turn. Uh, so it's really the executive board that runs the caucus, and um, basically, you become an insider. You know, you're an insider, and then you, that's when you get to um, move move up into the caucus uh, hierarchy. And you know, it's, it's politics. you know. Yeah. In the okay. early days, it was just the Aynsia Club guys sitting around smoking cigars. And, and, it, and, and,
2: it and, it seems, and it seems like lately, the exec committee on the caucuses somehow these people, when they come off, they end up on some nice boards and commissions.
0: Yeah, but. <laughs> I'm not going to say uh, somebody that was a senior member of the caucus is now on the school board, and I like them, but so I'm not going to say anything bad. But yeah, it is you you pay your dues in the caucus, and you get you know basically whatever um, you know social job uh, yeah. you want in the community.
2: Well, it's a lot uh, easier for an exec person to get on a committee than it is for a regular caucus committee person. I yeah,
0: that point. It, and I think that, you that's find, why you um, got a big
2: strive for to be on the exec council <laughs> if you have a if you have a board or commission aspiration
0: it, yeah and then you and then you wield power and you get you know get to go to cocktail parties and you know have a good time but peter you found uh, um you can run amok in the comp you know in the uh caucus hierarchy and uh, next thing you know you're on the outs.
1: Well, yeah. it's you it can be on the outs, but especially with the what's going on now, when the whole thing about the caucuses, there's not supposed to be an agenda, and when the Dude executive, <laughs> yeah, when you have the executive, the president and the vice president saying, "Hey, all things being equal, we got to select a female because we have a female coming off, we need a female coming in," you have the male who in my opinion did a far superior job in the interview gets, gets tossed because of his gender. That's when it's like, okay, that's, there's got to (laughs) go nothing to see here. Yeah,
0: no, I I agree. So it's not um, who's best, it's uh, who's connected or who's that's, you know, a certain window or uh, which is really unfortunate because, you know some of these uh boards like the high school board you know we we wielded a 50 million dollar annual budget so you know they can do a do a lot of good and they can also squander a lot of money you know and sometimes you know they do which you know like look at west campus that turned out to be a white elephant and um back in the day you know, it was only used as a high school for a few years, and it was actually built by a company that um, usually prison. built prisons. <laughs> and, and it looks like a prison, and it didn't it didn't last long. Now, but then when now,
1: the hold on, Ted, for the new people that, that tune in or just moved in the area, are you talking about like that glassy area on the high school, or what? What do no, you guys? West
0: talk Campus, on? No, where the football West field. Campus is. Where the okay.
2: Football field, that whole. Okay. We, went, we went to school there. Freshman sophomore <laughs> yeah. year,
0: yes, we did. It was uh, it was like a prison with little windows and <laughs>
2: okay.
1: <laughs> but uh, so, how did, yeah, so like, was, how did they squander money? I, you know, educate me.
0: Well, they they did it by building it in the first place because they thought there was all this growth in Lake Forest, but actually doing the research, um, you know, we we had a peak in enrollment and then it was going to be going down and that's why all the kids were able to go back to East Campus and originally the high school board was looking at uh, knocking down West Campus but um, it, was, it was too expensive to uh, knock it down so they tried to re- reuse you know find a reuse and you know most of the uh, you know so now the administration for E-115 and E-67 are there. And then the downstairs used to be a a theater company. And there's also um, a special ed group leases at the building. And then we have all of our sports. You know, we have a gymnasium, weightlifting room. And then, of course, you know, the ball fields, tennis courts. and, And, of course, under the lights are, you know, beautiful football field.
2: Without a track, hey, <laughs> forgot without about Without a track,
0: well, I, I I couldn't believe it didn't have a track when.
2: Uh, hey Pete, that's they, what they call squandering money. Is every high, high school has turf and a track? We forgot the track.
0: <laughs> yeah, well we, well we did. Well we left it at these campus. Um. So, yeah. And um, when we you know we just right before I left we they were worried that the um the uh, field wasn't going to pass the bounce test and would have to be replaced. So, you know, kids don't take concussions, uh, they did the bounce test and, and determined it had four to five years left. But we spent $600,000 uh, ripping it out and replacing it anyway, because, hey, you know, it's a, uh, you know, the money up. was programmed, so let's do it. But that that yeah. would have been the time to put in the track when you're ripping up the turf and all you got to do is move out. Uh, you know, the one, um, you know, the visitors stand, uh, you know back a little bit and it would have been easy to do, but, so, yeah, but why, did that, why, why did that, why did
1: that happen? Like with all the scrutiny they have now over this new artificial turf, you know, we're worried about water bottles and stuff, you know, they, they couldn't figure out they needed a track back then. Like what
2: is there a superintendent X running X everything <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. He had X number of dollars, and they, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, you build build an airplane, that well, we can't afford to put engines on it, but we got. Yeah, the, the guy, damage.
2: the guy running it at the time wasn't too. Sharp. And he was sharp for himself. Yeah. Well,
0: it's like uh, there's issues with the swimming um, pool. Um,
2: A little short, not, isn't it?
0: <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, it's a few feet short to be a regulation um, IHFA competitive pool. Because, that was, that, and again, that was
2: one of the main goals of the pool and the natatorium being built was to host IHSA events. But oops, oops. not well, big yeah, enough. It,
0: <laughs> no. Well, you know, just those cheap lake foresters and lake bluffers and Millwooders need to pony up more money next time. <laughs> right.
2: It's their fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, the so Ted, right?
1: We, I mean, we've we pointed a lot of fingers here. How do we, how do we fix this stuff? You know, eighty-six years of the same crap. It's it's like people are are complaining, but yet not a lot of people want to do something about it. Again, yeah. uh, I I want a vibrant downtown, but I don't want to vote for anything that will bring more people into the area because. You know, it's going to screw up my um, my property. Blah blah blah.
0: Well, don't get me started on that because you look at. Uh, That's why we got
2: you on here, Ted. Come on, we Ted. want to get this started.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Well, anyway, we'll start with uh, McDonald's. When uh, you know McDonald's uh, forced the city to spend a half a million dollars in legal fees trying to keep them out of where Burger King ended up going, um, and it was interesting. You, you, and school, uh, you probably remember uh, Steve Yastrom. I don't like dropping names, but his dad was chief corporate counsel for McDonald's. And I happened to be on an airplane uh, flying back with him, we were, we we're both sitting in first class. And I brought it up, and he said, well, "Like Forrest has said, uh, if if we put in the McDonald's, it's just going to be um, a magnet for gang crime problems and trash." And the city was going to try and keep it out, and he goes, "We had unlimited funds; we weren't going to let it happen." And so the city spent half a million dollars trying to keep them out, and
2: you know, finally, you know, being put it in a Burger a, King.
0: <laughs> yeah, they put in a Burger King, but you see it also with um, Whole Foods wanted to go out in 60, and the city, you know, had so many restrictions that they finally said. The heck with it, and moved to Vernon Hills. Right.
2: Uh, More yeah. tax revenue gone.
0: <laughs> and yeah, and then uh, Costco, you know, tried to go where the city services building is, which is why the city services building was put where it is, was to keep uh, Costco out. That's kind company, of ironic. Yeah, now <laughs> Matawa Met, Met, gets uh, two million dollars plus in sales tax revenue, and Lake Forest pleads uh, poverty. Because, don't forget
2: about the gas station and car wash
0: <laughs> yeah but we got that and it's funny that you speak of gas stations that's one of the things they said about uh, costco if you know their gas station being right next to Wetwoods is good is a, you know the Exxon valdez waiting to happen never mind that the city has a gas station out there to service all their vehicles and you know and it's horribly <laughs> inefficient
1: K- Casey Urlacher, stop laughing at us <laughs>
0: well loving it. okay, and I got one more about the what uh, next? City services yeah, come on okay, okay well, city services you know, I know a lot of the guys that work you know like the the um, that, you know the city cr- trash you uh, guys, yeah uh, lose about an hour of productivity every day just driving from their facility to get to like the east side of lake forest um and it used to be when they were on laurel you know the guys driving the, the lawns and tractors they would just drive the tractor on city streets to get to west park south park wherever and right. now all that equipment isn't allowed on 60 so it's all going to be trailers so the city had to buy a bunch of trucks and trailers and Again, it's still inefficient. It, yeah,
2: and they don't use that equipment anyways because they don't maintain the fields. That's why we're getting turf fields.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, like even uh, where I live, my cul-de-sac is, um, con- you know, the city talks about how, oh, look, you know, we have less people working and we're more productive. Well, you look at my cul-de-sac, it's uh, cut every week by Mariani during the summer under contract with the city. Um. So, you know, there are a lot of contractual things that they don't mention. But if you get into, if you look at your uh, water bills lately.
2: Yeah. Don't want
0: to. Um, well, and I, I noticed it because I do have a lot of rentals, but actually, I just happen to have one right here. Um, <laughs> on your water bill that used to be water now has police and fire pension, which used to be $10 is now $20. Refuse collection which used to be just part of your property taxes is now $36 and it started at $12 and then went to 24 now 36 and the water customer charge which didn't used to exist is now $50. Oh
2: crap Uh, I thought I just had a a water leak in my house somewhere. (laughs) No, it's like
0: so anyway I'm looking at my last water bill right here which is $171. and only about 20 water. Well, yeah. And it's like, wait, isn't most of that stuff covered under your property taxes? Yeah, you know, what's the city do with that money?
1: How do we fix this stuff, Ted?
0: Move to Florida? Get, um, you, yeah, you move to Florida and just give up. <laughs> no. <laughs> seriously, I, I think you get, um, you know, the caucus should do what it was originally meant to do, which was to. Um, you know find people and recommend them to boards but not to you know politic for them and become a part. they are hyper partisan and um if you run against them you know plan on being in a big fight because uh, it is almost scary how they will you know dump on you and then uh tear you apart
2: it's just kind of funny because it's um you know, it's all about volunteerism because that's what these boards and commissions are totally. um, filled with is volunteers. But yet those volunteers that raise their hand are the bad guys, I guess, because they don't ever get they somehow they didn't interview the right way. They, they didn't know so and so. But that, that's the whole premise and what makes a successful board or commission is the people that want to do it. Because, Ted, I got to imagine when you're on the school board, uh, your packets. Were pretty large i would bet and you had to do a lot of legwork yeah
0: well they, they were but unfortunately they weren't big enough because like i said we had so much stuff just uh dropped in our laps in the executive session right before we had to vote i would much rather have had a big packet that you know where you could do research and ask questions right. and you know call people out and but you know and again uh, Um, that's a board that we allowed it to happen and we we shouldn't have you know we should have just said you know we're not we're going to table it until we have time to you know review and come to the right decision and you know there were some decisions made that weren't you know properly uh, thought out.
1: God, why don't, there's, there's a bunch of recruiters in town. Why don't they just have one of them donate their time to uh, professionally interview these people for the positions or pay them something to do it versus, you know, dealing with people that aren't professionals at it, that you deal with this crap that, that's going on. I know it's been, the clock's been around 86 years, but if, it, if they're just an HR team or a recruiting group, why don't you just actually get a recruiting group?
0: um you know that wouldn't be a bad idea it's like i said i think the caucus is well intended and serves a useful purpose in identifying volunteers and uh, you know getting convincing people to run but at the same time when they go okay these, these are our chosen and we're gonna you know fight like hell and be hyper-partisan and you know burn down uh, the people who run against them because like when i ran um they didn't have much to uh throw at me but i still got sued um you know still ha- had to if i had to raise my own money to run against. you know just buying those yard signs and you know uh... and and just running around
2: <laughs> i you know i i think pete your to answer your question a bit yeah i i think they you know, it could be successful with it, but I think the whole part part of the caucus system and the, is the neighborhood type. You know, with the wards and all that. It's it's you and I. Uh, this is a utopia caucus, but you and I are volunteering, want to help out, and want to help interview and put people on there. Right. It's all means good, and it's 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 you and I. We're the citizens. We're asking our citizen neighbors to be a part of it. But it's just that is gone. It seems like it's starting to slip away because it's now it's more political and well, you know, it, it does it's get it's political. not any yeah, and it's not any longer you know like the the first ward. It's just the people in the first ward. It's just not that anymore. And it's who can I get on there or how can I make myself better? And that's the sad part about where I think the caucus is going. Where it should be more, you know. We all have one vote. We're citizens. And this is how our our process is. And let's make the best of it and get the best people. But it's no longer let's get the best people. Let's, let's get my buddy. Yeah, yes.
0: no, that's totally what it is. And it comes down to basically the caucus becomes a one party system. And, you know, that's not democracy. You really. Yeah, and,
2: I, and, I, and I guess I'd say, you know, what you're saying, Ted, is. You know, way back when it was the old on one see a boys club thing and all that, but there was less people in the community, and those people were typically the business people that knew out. everything worked well that way. You know, it, it was a smaller right. community. As much as you want to say it's just, oh, it's country club type stuff, but those people were the ones that were running the comp or running the town, and which is fine. Now it's not like that. It's a good old. It's kind of a good old boy network, so to speak. No, it's a, it's it, a girls but club, it's not. Well, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's 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 more of you know who do you know? Who do I know? How can we get our like people on here? And that's where I think it's 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 fallen short. And it again, I keep saying this. It's just the boards and commissions are a reflection of how well the caucus committee is doing. When you have strife on boards and commissions. That's just a byproduct of not getting the right people. Or when you have content, right. That's a byproduct of not getting the right people. Because I got to tell you, Ted, I don't understand why you did such a great job as a, a school board member for eight years. You know, you, if you can go back in the way back machine, why the hell? And how the hell did you fall through the cracks of the caucus? <laughs> not not- it, it, it,
0: Yeah,
2: well, again, it's... It, it, yeah, what was uh, your
1: interview no. process like? How did that, you know, if you can remember...
0: Yeah, actually, when I interviewed the sec- for my second term as a caucus candidate, my interview was about two minutes
2: right. in front of what the What about your first interview? That, Did you ever interview the first time you ran?
0: No, because I, I didn't believe I needed their permission to uh, run. So I, I just said, you know, things are, things are messed up and uh, I'm going to run as an individual, not as, you
2: know. And right. the caucus,
0: when you think about it, is a one-party system. Right. which that becomes, I think, an issue because they become so myopic in their, you know, thought process. And it's like our way or the highway. And as you alluded to, it becomes a good old boy or a good old, you know, girl network where, um, and a lot of people join the caucus as newbies in town. You know, you, you see the committee of 40 or whatever it is, and so many of them are just moved into Lake Forest yep. and, you know, they use it as a social club to meet people, gain influence, and. Resume uh, history. And And uh, really, Lake Forest has a lot of history, you know, a lot of, actually a lot of things that are buried that, um, you know, you only know uh, as Google will tell you if uh, you've been around to, you know, live it and see it. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, the caucus, uh, still has a good role to play, but I think they've kind of lost their track. And actually when I ran for my first term, um, um, I don't want to mention names, but the caucus president at the time didn't like, uh, the attacks they were doing on me. And he was calling me in background going, Hey, giving me heads up on stuff and go, Hey, you know, watch out for this and that. Here's what they're saying. And, uh, so it's really, so there are really good people in the caucus that believe in doing the right thing. And then again, there are other people that like use it as a stepping stone for their, you know, own advancement within the community, yeah. whatever that is.
1: I think it's, it's time has run its course is just my two cents. Uh, maybe 50 years ago, but now it's, it, it's a bunch of wasted energy. And we're not getting the best people in in the, in the positions. Yeah. Now we can talk about the AAA bond rating. That's what I hear all the time is bond rating, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, when you're in a rich community, you yeah, know, that comes, if you didn't have it, it'd be what the uh, heck, you know?
1: Heck. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I If you can spend 10 million for artificial turf, you can spend 250 grand to get a professional recruiter in to find these people. And then how are you going to find these volunteers? Advertise it on the community website, the city page, right? We need these people for these positions. Right. Yeah.
0: So it's like the, um, you know, the, the mayor, you know, is normally selected from the aldermen, um, you know, so again, it's the, the, the good old boy network and, and, you know, and they can do a lot of damage if looking the other way when you have a city manager who's, uh, you know, spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to, for, to a lobbying firm when he doesn't have the right to spend more than 25000 without going before the board and uh, explaining himself. So, but nobody brought it up because they don't like, you know, to bring up stuff that's not good. They'd rather just talk about, like you said, the AAA bond rating.
1: Yeah. So, this, uh, is this, the, are you talking about the turf consultants, Ted? Or what are you talking about, this consultant? Uh,
0: the the consultant was, uh, no, not a consultant, it was a lobbyist who was oh,
1: okay, okay, pushing okay. to get the
0: third railroad track. In the okay, the board. But yeah, that kind of thing. It's and it's going against what the people's wishes. But apparently, uh, some of the businesses out on 60, um, you know, the corporate headquarters were kind of were pushing for it. So it was really against the community, and for these people who wanted to be able to pull in employees from you know Milwaukee and Milwaukee suburbs as well as Chicago suburbs, if you had an Amtrak staff that could get people to the West train station, you know, quickly. You even see that at the East train station where there's buses, you know, that take people at to Granger and to and from, you know, running shuttles. So it, it is effective if you wanna get people on public transportation, but it's, it's not worth uh, doing it against the will of the community when it makes a material impact on, well you know, talk about
1: the, you talk about the will of the community, yet when there's a mayoral election you get twenty seven hundred votes. I mean it's politics only matters when it affects you, right, Ted? Uh, correct.
0: Well, like right. I said, I, I ran because I thought things could be done better and yeah. more transparently.
2: And And you, you know, won because you like were that. educated about it. You you took the time to look into stuff and a lot of this yeah, unfortunately I, a lot of I, the
0: I, I did. And just knowing the history of lake forest you know like the city hall building um the city council voted to tear that down back in the uh 80s they wanted to build a really nice building there and it was uh just community outrage that uh pulled it back from the brink of destruction right and you know
2: but i also also think though when when there is an uncontested or a contested election um it is critical for whoever's running to be someone like you, whether they have a knowledge of the community lived here or what they're running for and understanding what they're running for. Cause a lot of these times, these contested elections, people are running because they're like, well, I hate this person or whatever. And then they have no right. background in anything and they get crushed by the caucus. And then the caucus gets this, you know, pumped up chest attitude. Like here we won again. And it's like, you really we didn't did, win yeah. because you, the person that ran had no clue what they were doing. Someone just, a bunch of people said, yeah, you know, Pete, you should run. <laughs> right. like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Fitzgerald. well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, now, no no offense to Lori, but yeah. And it's yeah. Like, people like Ted, actually, you won. And there's a reason you won because more people voted because they listened to him. Like, hey, this guy makes sense. Let's put him on there. But yeah. I, I think that's where the caucus gets this false. Um, like, like I said, ch- chest pumping. Like they, oh, well, they beat. We always beat these contested elections. And yeah, not really. When you have really a, a candidate that does really know what they're talking about, you're not too successful right. at that. That winning. And then the, what they do is like, hey, Ted, you're on our side now. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah, which was kind of funny. But the, so I wasn't on their side. Then I was. and Then I wasn't. But, I even you, but you better you've always
2: group. been Ted because you're a resident. <laughs>
0: Well yeah, I'm a member of the caucus and uh, I can't find my caucus ring, but uh guess <laughs> I never had it. But it, like even the left people those people those people were good people, but they were painted as you know, crazy loons that had an agenda. Yeah. And, yeah, and actually they did have an agenda, just like I had an agenda, and the agenda was let's do better and the community can do better.
1: Right. Yeah. The only people that won were the sign makers.
0: No, yeah, no. Uh, hey, I got so, some extra signs if you
1: want to buy one. Oh my God. Well,
2: I guess, I guess, Pete, when you no, ask how, guess do, my how wife do you make everything out? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess, Pete, when you say, how do we fix it? It's been 86 years time for a change. Yeah, maybe it is, but in the interim, you know, I mean, the public has to understand what's going on and has to, if they want to volunteer is to go to your ward chairman and say you want to be a part of it and and push the issue and the people on the caucus committee if you're not showing up to meetings those people that that's the problem you start knocking people off that aren't showing up to meetings cuz there's no that defeats the whole thing the whole purpose so you have if an, all,
1: push, you have an I mean, alderman meeting a- alderman meeting and you got a dozen people not showing up that's just well,
2: yeah. And that's the whole yeah. point is like, you know, the, there's there's it's not the exec council I and mean, then they're they're crazy in their own sense. But it's the 36 other people on the caucus that were voted by their peers to represent their ward to put and vet and vol- uh, volunteers to be on boards and commissions. But when you can't have an interview because three of the or three of the nine people decide to show up, those people are, Ward chairs should be taking off those people that aren't showing up to meetings and then yeah. finding other people to get on there. And and that's the but problem.
1: We, but we can't find anybody to replace them.
2: Well, everybody's
0: replaceable. As we find out. <laughs> well, in or, or in Pete, yeah.
2: Here's the thing. Yeah, there we can't find any because no one wants to go and do the legwork. That's my whole yeah. point is like, if yeah. you want to be a chairman of the ward, this is what you have to do. And if you want to be on a board or commission, you know this is what you have to do. You, if you get a 25-page packet to review and ask questions before the meeting, and you don't do it, you derail the meeting. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that know, was fun though, that is so true.
2: Again, and there's more people doing head. that than not.
0: <laughs> yeah, see. I go back to my main premise, which is the caucus does a good job finding people to serve on boards. But
1: they like. uh, when
0: it becomes a one-party system and you go against them, that's when you see the fangs and the claws come out and they become, you know, uh, an overbearing power. And they do have a lot of power, which is Ted, unfortunate. Ted, right.
1: Ted, check this out. You say one-party system. I, I looked at the voting records of the people, the 43 people on the caucus, okay? When you look at it as a whole, the regular caucus members, it, it leans Republican. The executive board, you know how many Republicans are on the executive board, Ted? I'm
0: guessing about zero.
1: Yeah, zero. Okay. So you can say it's not political. Maybe that's a coincidence. I don't know, Ted. But Probably not. When, <laughs> it all comes down to who's picking the vice president because they turn into the president. You get that right. fixed. You do a background check, just like you would on Ted Mormon on the vice president today. It's turning into the president. If it's good enough for Ted, it's good enough for the vice president. It's going to be the president. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, I appreciate them doing a background check on me and finding nothing. And it just means Damn. I'm good to go. <laughs> but, Damn. you know, when I got my top secret clearance, uh, you know, the FBI did a background check on me, too. And uh, yeah, funny. Know, they were okay with me.
1: Yeah. God, I think we got to bring you back on, man. You think you'll come back uh, on with us?
0: No, I'd love to. You guys are uh, who to, to chat with.
1: Uh, we're not bad. We're not bad.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, and uh, you know, well, like I said, Stu and I go way back, and um, um I'm and, trying to catch
2: know, up as well as
0: as well as Pam uh, Pam Christ Walker.
2: And, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, she she a, wanted a me to ask way, you way two down. things, but uh, we'll wait till the, that shows.
1: Hey, hey Ted, thanks for coming on the show today, man. We're going to bring you back.
2: Okay, well, well,
0: thank you. No, you guys are, and you know what? And I'll have my high tech, purpose uh, packing,
2: <laughs> social media
0: stuff uh, working better.
1: Oh, high tech! Your high tech is good enough for us, Ted. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and smash that like button on Facebook, Instagram, and follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you'd like to hear about in the upcoming shows and get on Pete's and can be reached at Pete at com. The link will be in the podcast notes. On behalf of my co-host, Scoo Walker, we thank you for listening and we thank our Patreon sponsor. Shark Guy Beach Fishing. They're the premier South Florida beach fishing experience on a longboat, Key, Florida. They're world renowned captains, not only put you on the fish, but they'll help you and your family make a memory of a lifetime. Check them out on uh, Facebook or sharkguybeachfishing.com. Shark Guy is your guy. We'd also like to say thanks to our Patreon supporters, Reverend Luke Beck from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A, Elizabeth B, Costa Lance. Hey, if we don't talk to y'all, Merry Christmas, everybody. Domo origato, (laughs) Otto. Cue the music.